0: Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello everyone, my name is Jong, and welcome to Through the Noise podcast. The price action in the financial market this week, be it equities or bonds, centered around the moderations of rate cut expectations. The reversal came after a set of resilient labour market data, stronger-than-expected headline inflation and retail sales in the US, and a rebound in inflation in Europe. Furthermore, the central bank season kicks off next week. What do all these mean for the investors? To answer this, I've invited Fouqian Yap, our senior investment strategist. Hi Fouqian let's tackle the most obvious question. Can you explain your latest thinking of what to expect from central banks and what are the investment implications for investors?
1: Yeah, thanks, Chong. Um, So we see that recently, markets have pared back aggressive rate cut expectations in the US and Europe and rate hike expectations in Japan, especially for Q1. So the Bank of Japan uh, will be the first to meet among the major central banks this year. Uh, Latest data showed that consumer inflation slowed to 2.6% year-on-year in December, having peaked at 4.3% in January 2023, and wage growth decelerated sharply in November. So the data is making it harder for the Bank of Japan to justify an immediate tightening of its monetary policy. Uh, The ECB in Europe is the uh, next uh, major central bank. meet this year, uh, it has the opposite uh, challenge of when to cut rates. Uh, While ECB President Lagarde uh, did leave the door open for the first rate cut in summer, she said that the aggressive rate cut expectations priced in by markets were unhelpful in the central bank's fight to sustainably curb inflation. Uh, We expect the ECB to cut rates only in the second half of the year as growth and inflation decelerate later this year. In the US, the Fed policymakers who meet on the 31st of January, they have been particularly vocal in pushing back against rate cut expectations. Uh, We expect the first 25 basis points of rate cut in Q2 and another 100 basis points of cuts in the second half of the year as the consumption-driven expansion in the US lasts a while longer. So The rebound in US and European bond yields, uh, because of the repricing of rate cut expectations, it has opened a window to average in to the US and European government bonds. Uh, We flagged earlier for the US 10-year government yield that 4.08% offers a strong resistance. Uh, While there is scope for the yield to rise briefly uh, towards the next key technical resistance of 4.25%, the ongoing rebound in yields uh, offers medium-term investors a chance to average in as we do expect growth and inflation to slow in the coming quarters. Uh, In equity markets, we continue to prefer Japan and the US uh, while the US is awaiting uh, for technology sector earnings in the next two weeks for further direction. Uh, Technically the S&P 500 index is less than 1% away from its all time high of 4818, which offers a tough near-term resistance. And then in FX, Uh, We expect the US dollar index or the DXY to consolidate around its 200-day moving average of 103.45 in the near term after the rebound so far this year. We see a tactical opportunity uh, to turn bullish on gold with a target of uh, $2,140 per ounce and also a tactical opportunity in the Australian dollar. The Aussie dollar looks oversold following disappointing China data. And we see an opportunity in turning tactically bullish on the Aussie dollar to the euro, with a target of zero point six one five. Another driver of the equity markets in the last week is the
0: quarter four earnings, of which most of it come from the major U.S.
1: banks. What can we glean from from there? Yeah, a total of twenty nine percent of the U.S. financial sector uh, has reported Q four earnings uh, so far. Uh, delivering a 9.2% positive earnings surprise, according to Bloomberg data. So, a net interest income uh, continued to be strong, and a resilient economic environment supported the bank's results. Uh, The banks faced one-off charges uh, tied to the FDIC, or the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation's fund, to backstop depositors, but even excluding that, expenses also jumped. Uh, the net charge-offs related to commercial real estate continued to rise, with the credit cycle still seen in early stages. Uh, the guidance for 2024 was mixed, so net interest income is expected to fall with interest rate cuts, but this may be mitigated by loan growth if the US economy pulls off a soft lending. Uh, the cost of deposits is likely to rise despite the rate cuts, as depositors continue to shift away uh, from, interest, from non-interest-bearing accounts. And then in capital markets activity, it's expected to improve in 2024, but there is less certainty on the timing. So the mixed outlook has led to profit taking in bank stocks. The financial sector performed well in Q4 last year, surpassing last year's high before the regional bank failures. So our diversity indicator is almost flashing crowded positioning, implying the sector could turn lower. We see U.S. financials as a call holding, performing in line with the broader U.S. market over the next 6 to 12 months. Staying with equities here,
0: mainland China and Hong Kong equities slumped this week, leaving them around 10% lower since the start of the year. What's next?
1: Yeah, The recent underperformance of China's equity market has been due to China's prolonged macro weakness. Uh, its Q4 uh, 2023 GDP uh, missed consensus forecast alongside weaker-than-expected property investment and retail sales data. So the continued deflationary trends and falling home prices they further point towards balance sheet recession dynamics, uh, implying risk of lowered effectiveness of monetary policy. And on, on the external front, uh, foreign funds have been rotating out of offshore China equities listed in the US and Hong Kong into other Asian markets such as India and Japan. Uh, the escalation of geopolitical risk, for instance, uh, ruling DPP target, uh, Lai ching winning Taiwan's presidential election, and Trump's victory in the Iowa caucus have added uncertainties to China equities in the near term. Uh, Hong Kong equities were also impacted by news about proposed value-added taxes on Hong Kong properties, although this was later denied by Financial Secretary Paul Chan, which helped recover some losses. So overall, we are neutral China equities within Asia, Japan. We believe a sustained resurgence in the China market is possible if the Chinese government rolls out significant stimulus. So while policy support has remained largely muted, a near-term technical rebound can occur given the market's inexpensive valuation and light investor positioning.
0: We discussed sufficiently about equities. Let's talk more about bonds, specifically the UK guilds. We have the UK labor markets and inflation data over the last week.
1: How do this data affect our outlook? Yeah, the UK labour market and inflation data this week uh, delivered mixed signals for the Bank of England. Although November's wage growth slowed uh, for the fourth consecutive month to 6.5% year-on-year, it remained above its five-year average of 4.6%. Meanwhile, December headline inflation was higher than market expectations and rose for the first time in 10 months to 4% year-on-year. However, we believe a major driver of the uptick is the introduction of tobacco duty. Uh, In addition, the December services inflation rebounded to 6.4% year-on-year, albeit largely due to volatile components such as airfares. As such, we believe the Bank of England will likely stay put for now, and we await more data before signalling a shift in monetary policy. So the market has partially dialed back its rate cut expectations. Uh, The money market currently forecasts 100 basis points of rate cut this year, expecting the first cut to take place in the June meeting. So developed market investment-grade government bond yields pulled back this week as a central, bankers, uh, central bankers were signalling a longer-than-expected pause before they cut interest rates. So the hawkish banker speeches and a mixed macro data have tempered rate cut expectations from the Bank of England and pushed out expectations for its first rate cut to be further from now. Uh, the benchmark UK 10-year government bond yield rose by 9 basis points to 3.93% now, as now hovering around its 50-day moving average resistance of 3.94%. Uh, compared with last December, with a 10-year yield touching an eight-month low of 3.43%, we believe the adjustment over the last few weeks has offered an attractive entry point to average in to the UK government bonds. We are overweight your developed market investment grade government bonds, which include UK government bonds. We believe this bond asset class offers an attractive yield and risk-reward balance due to the expectation of central bank pivots and rate cuts amid risk of an economic slowdown. Well, that's all the time we have for today. To sum it up, a couple
0: of takeaways from this week's podcast. One, the financial sectors performed well in the Q423, surpassing last year's highs before the regional bank failures. Our diversity indicator is almost signalling a reversal. Hence, U.S. financial is a core holding for us. Two, a sustained resurgence in the China market is possible if the Chinese government rolls out significant stimulus. And lastly, the take-up in the government bond yields provides an attractive entry point to average into the DMIG government bonds. Thank you so much, Ken and thank you to our listeners for listening from start to finish. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Speak to you again next week. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details, visit Market Views on the go on our website or click the link in the description.